Hi, Avril here from Access Credit Union. We are delighted to once again sponsor the Star Sports Podcast. As part of our range of new business loans, we now offer Cultivate Farm Finance, the farmer-friendly loan package. With a Cultivate loan, farmers in West Cork can benefit from the local decision-making and personal service offered by Access Credit Union. To find out more, go to accesscu.ie forward slash cultivate, call me on 085 268 2727 or 028 21883, where a member of our team will be happy to help you with your inquiry. Close your eyes and pull like down. <laughs> And a new Irish record for Phil Healy, 22.99. Christy Cooney hands over the Sam McGuire Cup to Graham County, Cork All-Ireland Champions for the seventh time ever. Hello and welcome to a special bonus edition of the Star Sport Podcast. My name is Jack McCarran of the Southern Star and I'm joined as always by Star Sport editor Kieran McCarthy. Before we kick things off, I'd just like to give a gentle reminder to our listeners and viewers to please rate, review and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify and YouTube. The Star Sport Podcast is brought to you in association with our friends at Access Credit Union. Access Credit Union, where your bank really does matter. Choose the credit union, choose local, choose community. The Park Erin or Nowhere saga is the subject of today's podcast and in a few moments we'll be joined by Mick Foley of the Sunday Times to get the latest on whether the Cork footballers will get their wish to play their Munster semi-final against Kerry at the Cork venue rather than travelling to Killarney to take on the Kingdom. But first, Kieran, briefly, I just wanted to point our listeners and viewers to the fact that we've just released our highlights video from the Celtic Ross Hotel West Cork Sports Star Awards from last Friday night and that's available to view on the Southern Stars YouTube channel, the Southern Stars website and across all our social media channels. So if you didn't happen to be in Ross Carberry last Friday night for that event, you can now share in the joy as Paul O'Donovan and Finta McCarthy took home the top prize but Kieran we're going to jump straight to your chat with Mick Foley now but before we do maybe just give me and our listeners any updates that are available on the current state of play in the hashtag Parky Rin or Nowhere Saga. The update is that there is no update really since last weekend so just quickly run through what happened last week the Munster Council fixed the game for Clarney taking home advantage off Cork the game was meant to be played in Parky Rin but once the council have decided to fix the game in Clarney. Since then, the Cork footballers came out with a statement saying literally it's parking or nowhere and urged the Munster Council to reverse their decision. That was a statement from the Cork footballers and management. The Cork County Board came out since then as well to back the footballers and management to say and urge again Munster Council change the game back to parking ring. And the board is really in the Munster Council's court right now because there, there is no update as such. Um, the Cork football and management, they're, they're not budging from their parky ring or nowhere stance. Um, so we're just waiting to see what the next move will be. Cork County Board Chairman Mark Sheehan did tell RT last weekend that that um, the remedial works on, on parky ring would, would and will be finished well ahead of the May 7th date. And that would raise the capacity, we think, from 9,200 
up to 11,000. So that's where we are right now. There, there is no update. The, the footballers have set out their stall. They, they're not going to play anywhere else except Parky Ring, and you can't blame them for that. It's called home advantage for a reason. So the home team has advantage. This Cork team doesn't want to relinquish home advantage and travel down to, to Clarny, travel down to Kerry, the, the home of the newly crowned Division One Football League champions who are favourites for the All-Ireland right now. So Cork want to bring Kerry onto home soil, bring him up to Parky Ring, make a right proper occasion of it, fill out Parky Ring, get 11,000 fans in there and have a really good crack off Kerry. And I think the Cork footballers are 100% right in the stance they're taking. But as an update, we have to wait for what the Munster Council come back with now, whether they'll say, okay, we're going to switch the game back to Parky Ring on May 7th. Or they might say, no, we're keeping the, keeping the game, excuse me, in Fitzgerald Stadium. And if they do that, it's going to be very interesting to see what the Cork footballers will do then, given how they have outlined their stance. But as you'll hear now from friend of the show, Mick Foley, it's been a, it's been a, I suppose, uh, in, in the history of Cork, gee, it's, it's never been quite easy. You know, there's always been these, these chapters of, of sagas and, and dramas, and, and this is the latest one. So, when I started talking to Mick first, I asked him a nice, simple question, Jack. I said, who's to blame in all of this? We're joined now on the podcast by Mick Foley of the Sunday Times to have a chat about Park E-Ring or Nowhere, this saga, saga that's been running on now for, for a week or so. Um, welcome to the podcast, first, Mick. And just on, on this Park E-Ring or Nowhere, it's almost like untangling those Christmas lights that you put away last Christmas and you bring them out the next Christmas and it's an absolute mess and you don't know where to start and it's not that straightforward. So I'm going to hit you with a nice, easy question. Who's to blame in all of this? Oh, that's handy. Yeah, thanks a million. Who's to blame? Well, like, I suppose, fundamentally, I suppose, fundamentally, where did this begin? It began with the booking of Ed Sheeran, you know? And I would certainly argue that the booking of Ed Sheeran was done clearly with the best of intentions. And given the financial state of the Parky Creeve debt and the financial impact that that, is, that that can potentially have on the game in Cork, on a wider level, I think it was a risk worth taking. The risk being that you book Ed Sheeran last September it was confirmed. So you can imagine the conversations were probably going on well before that. Remember where we were last summer? We didn't really, okay, we had a championship, but we didn't know. We knew it was going to be a split season, but we didn't know what 2022 was going to look like. No championship draws made. Uh, so Cork GA, you know, make the judgment call to get Ed Sheeran in two gigs, the last time Ed Sheeran played in Parky Cueve in 2018, it was worth 1.4 million to Parky Cueve alone. So that was three gigs. So you would conservatively estimate that this gig would be worth very close to, or these two gigs would be worth very close to a million quid. And we know that historically speaking, that paying for stadia, whether it's Parky Cueve or Simple Stadium or any other, Crow Park or any other one you want, they require those cash injections. So if they were to take a gamble, this was the gamble. If Cork hadn't been drawn in a Munster football semi-final against Kerry, I don't think we'd be having any of these conversations. These are the fine lines mm -hmm. that Cork GA were treading. So if you want to say, well, who's to blame? Well, fundamentally, I suppose, looking back now, and, you know, I, I would be surprised if Cork GA took this chance again. Uh, I suppose Cork would have to hold their hands up and go, well, you know, we're the ones who booked Ed Sheeran and that's it. But as I sort of outlined there, and, you know, if we dig into it a little deeper... It's just, I think every there are no good choices in this, Kieran, you know? Mm -hmm. It's it's starting from a bad place. It's starting from having to deal with a 30 million euro debt that is going to go on for at least a decade, 15 years, 
20 years possibly even. So there are a lot of hard choices for Cork County Board, Cork GA, Parky Creeve to make. And on the flip side, those choices will impact on other parts of the GA family, like the Munster Council, like the Kerry footballers, and so on. And there are there is no easy way, there is no easy way around that. And this is just the latest, I suppose, example of that. I would imagine there will be lessons learned to avoid something like this again, though. Because this story has been kind of unfolding over the last couple of months. Like you said, you're right. Since it was booked in September, then I go back to February 1st, Cork GA released a statement that they're moving the Cork Curlers and the Cork Footballers Championship clashes. And I think it was March 4th, was it? The Munster Council came out with the Cork Kerry fix for Parky Ring, May 7th. Then March 30th, Munster Council come back. No, no, lads, we're going to move in this to Clarny. We can get more arses on seats in Clarny. It's, it's a bigger game, get a bigger crowd in there, but Cork will get two games back. And then the day after, the footballers came out and they said, please reverse the decision. It's Parky Ring or Nova. So there's been a, a couple of important, um, I suppose, points a, a, along this journey. But I want to jump straight to the Cork footballers. When they came out the day after the Munster Council decision and they said, we want that decision reversed. It's Parky Ring on over. We're preparing for that game in Parky Ring. That was a, almost a line in the sand moment for this team because they seem to be just standing up for what they believe is right. So it's 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 just an. Do, do you think they've, they've made the right move here, Mick, or what's or what's your thoughts on the whole? Well, I think it's understandable. First of all, um, and I, again, you know, we're not wanting to sound very bland and vanilla about it. I mean, like I think everybody involved in this are in it are are making decisions with the best of intentions, mm-hmm. whether they're right or wrong, or whether they're seen to be right or wrong by the other side. So, for example, when you look at the Munster Council, Cork County Board, and the decisions they've made, they are looking at a far wider canvas than the Cork footballers. Cork footballers, and rightly so, are looking at how can we maximise our performance in the Munster Championship against Kerry. Going to Killarney is not going to maximise. That's not an advantage to Cork, mm-hmm. as we well know. Um, so they are looking at it going, well, Parky Ring certainly would give us something of a leg up um, in terms of the venue itself, the familiarity with it. Uh, it will play tight just because of the, the capacity and so on. Um, and it's, you know, it's just, it just maybe discomfort Kerry slightly. That's not to say that I don't think it's a game changer in terms of the result or anything like that. But from a Cork football perspective, um, you know, it's certainly something worth fighting for. And, you know, they have taken... Insofar, and this is the thing, like, insofar as anybody has taken any notice of them at all, whether it's within Cork or beyond, um, they've taken a lot of punishment, whether it's between getting battered by Kerry in the Munster final last year, and even in the McGrath Cup final at the start of this year was sort of, I mean, it's a, it's a warm-up game, but, you know, there was a decent crowd at it, and it was a bad old beating to take. And then moving into a Division Two campaign that's been upset by injuries and absentees, withdrawals, um, all sorts of stuff. You know, they're on the back foot in every which way. So as a way of sort of generating some spirit, some unity, um, something to get behind, uh, I, can, I can absolutely see where they're coming from. Mm. But equally, equally, you can see, like from a Munster Council's perspective, you mentioned it there. I mean, it's, it's about getting bums on seats as much as anything. Um, like the money you're talking about, I think it was roughly a rough figure you know, the difference between having it in Parky Ring and, and Killarney. And I must say, it's quite hard to judge how many people will actually be at this game. Even if you had it, if you had it in Crow Crow Park, let's say, or just in a huge stadium that everybody could go in, it's still hard to figure out how many would be. They're saying probably a couple of hundred thousand could be worked in the most accounts, which is not an, insubst- an insubstantial amount of money. Equally, like they're looking at a couple of years of COVID, people not being able to e- easily go to matches. The idea that, okay, Cork are in a weakened state this year, but if they were in a stronger state next year with a bunch of players back in another year behind them and in 2024, 
that home games against Kerry might be more useful to them then. Yeah. And I can see I can see that. But you you can't expect the Cork footballers in 2022 to see that mm-hmm. because they don't know if they're going to be playing next year. They don't know who's going to come back. Maybe let's go out to hell with this. Just to know. So they have to live in the now. And that's the difference. And that's what I completely understand where the footballers are coming from. And I have a feeling, I think, in the heel of the hunt, they may well get they may well get the outcome they're looking for. Because home advantage is home advantage. Like Cork footballers obviously want a game in Parky Ring. And they're dead right to want a game in Parky Ring because it'll give them more of a fighting chance against what we know is quite a good Kerry team. And, and if we get 11,000 into Parky Ring, we'll have a proper championship atmosphere, I think. Well, for at the start of the game, I'm not sure how the game is going to peter out because you know how good this Kerry team is. But you'll have sure. a proper, you'll have a full crowd, you'll have an atmosphere there. There'll be an edge to the game. Like you mentioned there, it's, it's a tighter ground. It'll just have that proper occasion feel. But if we go back down to Killarney again, and if there's a rerun of last year's Munster final, you won't have 11,000 people left in the stadium by, by the end of the game if it's that one-sided. So I think the footballers are, are 100% right to, to kind of to, to look to get the game yeah. in, in Parky Ring. But how do you think this is going to play out over, over the next days and weeks? The, the ball is very much in the Munster Council's court now because um, Cork chairman Mark Sheehan came out and said, we're, we're backing our footballers. So it seems it's up to the Munster Council now to decide, OK, it's Clarney, or, or otherwise they'll say, all right, all right, we're going to take it back to Parky Ring. Yeah, well, like we had to confirm in the paper Sunday morning that the letter had been sent and that the, the you know the Munster Council had been made aware that Cartier are standing four square behind the footballers. Mm-hmm. They don't have a choice. They have to stand behind the footballers. You know, what whatever about the nuances I mentioned before. Now it's it's quite as it's a zero-sum game now, um, given what the footballers have decided to do. That's fine. Um, how it will pan out, I think look. <laughs> I think it's going to, a lot of it's going to come down to where the Munster Council stand on this. The sense, the sense that I get, and as I, as I said earlier, I think the Munster Council made this decision with trying to trying to cover as many bases as they could, trying to do the right thing on as many fronts as they could, including Cork, in terms of giving him two games at home. And remember that Kerry had to agree to that as well. Mm. I mean, it's not just that the Munster Council turned around and scored Kerry, well, we're giving him two games now. So, I mean... You know, Kerry have given a little bit here as well in that regard, I think. But um, how will it pan out? I think Antrim Cavan, to me, has been the one, has been the game that and the, and the situation that probably reflect kind of resembles this the most. People talk about Kildare Mayo, Newbridge or nowhere. That was a slightly different scenario. Um, Antrim Cavan, a few weeks ago, um, there was talk of moving the game to a larger venue. Antrim at the moment are playing out of Corrigan Park in Belfast, which has at the moment a 2,300 capacity. Uh, if you look at Antrim's championship games over the last couple of years, pre-COVID, they're all there, like, and we're talking about, they would have played Tyrone and Down. So, you know, two not, you know, two pretty, you know, footballing strongholds. They would have been getting average crowds of about 5,000 for their championship games. So you would have expected with Antrim going quite well, got quite close to getting to victory promotion. Cavan have been promoted. One of those a couple of years ago, you would have expected certainly to get 5,000 to that game. So there was a push on to move to a bigger ground. Antrim stood their ground. There was a very strong reaction in Ulster against the idea of taking home advantage away from Antrim. Um, and just to put it in context, I mean, compared to Parky Ring, Corrigan Park has a terraced area and it's got a stand and then the rest is grassy banks. 2,300 people. But they said, yeah, we'll go ahead. We'll, have, we'll stick with Corrigan Park, 2,300 Obviously, people who want to go to the game won't be able to go to the game. Case in Park, obviously, being the, 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 the shadow in the background, that's where the game should have been played, but that's an unbuilt, derelict site now. In the same way, Parky Cueve is unavailable, Parky Ring 
is the Corrigan Park in this story. Um, so again, as you say, you're going to have, you're actually going to create demand for this game where demand previously would not have existed really, if we're being honest. The last Munster final in 2019 was just under 19,000, I think was the, was, was the attendance. This is a Munster semi-final with Cork just having avoided relegation by the skin of their teeth. Kerry going very strongly. Um, you would have, I personally would have been thinking 13, 14,000. Mm. So if it's a case of upsetting a couple of, you know, I don't mean upsetting, but if, if it's a case that a couple of thousand people are not going to get their tickets, that is unfortunate. And I suppose it's exacerbated by the fact that the game is on Sky rather than RTE. So you have that element as well. But I do think for this one game, um, creating a bit of demand where it did not exist before, as you say, the atmosphere, I mean, you remember as well, I remember going to league games in Parky Ring between Cork and Kerry back to years and the atmosphere would be feral, absolutely wild. Um, and there's a possibility that that can be replicated again, even if it's just a case of Kerry coming down to bad temper because they were may go to Parky Ring and the, the, the followers, the supporters are annoyed, haven't had to scrap around for parking spaces and all the rest of it. Sure, that all adds to it, you know. Um, it's, so, all of, it's all part of that championship kind of, the championship adventure, you for want, for want to a better word, isn't it? It is. And I think, I mean, from a Kerry, from a Kerry perspective, I think a game in Parky Ring uh, in front of a hostile crowd um, hopefully it gets a Cork team who might raise their game as a result of all of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's probably going to be a far more benefit to them than playing in a, you know, a half empty, maybe even more, maybe two thirds empty for Sherrill Stadium um, in a game that'll peter out. Kerry don't have a game, remember. Kerry don't have a game against a Division 1 team if they get that far until the All-Ireland quarterfinals, which is sometime up in June. So they need, you know, a bit of an edge to whatever games they can get between now and then. Final question, so I'm going to let you go then. You've been so kind with your time. You mentioned there about the strong reaction up, up in Ulster. But what's almost kind of struck me in the last couple of days is the, social media. We had hashtag Parky Ring on over. It was kind of trending. But imagine if this was the Cork Colours. They'd be on the streets in Cork City protesting against this. It almost it almost hits home about the, the apathy, for want of a better word, towards the Cork footballers. Okay, they're the lesser loved of the two senior inter-county teams. We get that. We know that. It's it's not a secret. They've been struggling in Division 2 this year. But this is a group almost trying to find its identity under a new manager. Um, it's a brand new squad who's obviously, they're, they're trying their very, very best. So it's kind of, like I said, it's hit home there that they're, the lack of support, for want of a better word, to, to come behind them has been kind of quite clear in the last couple of days. That's why it would be great to see this game in Parky Ring and for the Cork supporters to come out and back this young team and, and just give them a fighting chance. Yeah, look, from a purely sort of, you know, local view, parochial view, and I'm sitting here talking to you from a croon, like, I mean, you would love to see um, the support energised by this and go, mm. you know what, let's give these guys a shot because they, they need it. Like, I mean, the Cork Down game, the last league game, I think there was 1,300 people at it, you know? And I mean, even in the great days, I mean, I'll never forget when they won the All-Ireland 2010, their first league game as All-Ireland champions was against Monaghan down in the park. And I think there was 3,000 people at it. And that was in the the boom times. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's a, as you say, it's a young team and it's also a team depleted. Like if you go through some of the names that are missing, that if they were there, they would really, you know, they would lift the thing in a big way. So it's, it's a young team trying to trying to just pull it together for a game against Kerry um you would hope yeah that you know that I suppose the base support of Cork football will will come out and support them and go up and make this 
the thing is you hope now that if the game isn't popular and we don't know I just have a sense if, if it goes with the trend of other episodes like this before you would imagine it would be in Parky Ring um, by the way if they are excluded if, if the game isn't on Cork will go straight into the qualifiers that's that's for sure um, so you know that's the situation there but you would hope that if the game isn't Parky Ring that the Cork support in particular come out and make this make it a real bear pit both for their own team and for the visiting team and makes let's get something positive out of this you know unfortunate kind of a situation that's developed you know hopefully this will all pan out in Cork footballers favour in the next couple of weeks and no doubt I'll see you in Parky Ring on May 7th Mick we will hopefully yeah Delighted to be joined by Avril Condell of Access Credit Union who's here to tell us a little bit about Cultivate Farm Finance so Avril maybe just give us a brief introduction to what Cultivate Farm Finance actually is. So Cultivate is a collaboration of 40 credit unions uh, throughout Ireland and West Cork has both Access Credit Union and Bantry Credit Union. Uh, The loan itself is up to 75,000 unsecured uh, for seven years is the max term but obviously can be uh, personalised and customised to each individual's needs. Um, it's a great facility actually for, for farmers and um, because it covers cash flow and um, machinery purchases like there's a fertilizer crisis now as we know and um, so literally anything that is required for the farm can be covered by this loan. The, the rate is very competitive and uh, we can match the, the repayment term and the um, repayment frequency to each individual farmer depending on their enterprise. Um, and you also have the benefit of the life cover that comes with the credit union loan, which I think is very important for people these days at no extra cost. And if I'm a farmer and I'm listening to you on this podcast today, how can I get involved? So if you're not sure of which credit union um, you're involved with, you can go to Cultivate Credit Union directly, which is www.cultivate-cu.ie or you can phone 1800-839-999. And if Access is your credit union, you can contact me directly. So it's avril at accesscu.ie, or you can ring me on 085-268-2727. Okay, Kieran. quickly before we wrap up, we might as well remind listeners of what they can see when they pick up a copy of this week's Southern Star Sports section. And it is Thursday, it's already in shops and it's already available online so quickly why should readers be buying this week's southern star it's our biggest sports section of the year so far so incredible value for for your for, for your for, for your for your money there um obviously we've the west cox sports awards four page special on that we've parky ring or nowhere our reaction to that including holly o'sullivan's column and he gives his thoughts on it that's holly who's the former cork footballer and former carby rangers manager so that's well worth checking out for fans of sacred heart secondary school clonic kilty Bending Grammar School and Skibbereen Women's Rugby Team did an incredible week um, winning cup finals. So we have full page reactions on those. So it's very much collector's editions for, for fans of, of those teams. We also have local G action. We have a look ahead to the National League Camogie final this Saturday night when Cork and Galway will do battle in Croke Park. It's live on RT at 7pm. And just quickly on that, I was actually surprised to learn that Cork haven't won the, the Division 1 title since 2013 and it seems like quite a long time. Since then it's been Kilkenny and Galway who've bossed the, the, the National League so it's a chance for Cork to put a put a, put a mark on the ground I think for the, for the championship ahead. We also have an interview with Keith Cronin um, he's dry for 
five in the British Rally Championship will kick off quite soon and hit his first outing in his family car last weekend. And we also have an extract from Jerma McCarthy's new book, Cork LGFA, The Game of My Life. And it's an extract of Melissa Duggan's chapter from the book when she looks back at Donny's 2019 Cork County Junior B football title win. A historic moment for Donny's and it's it's a great read. And you've that local soccer, local rowing, local road bowling. Jack, everything you need is in this week's Southern Star Sports section. Brilliant stuff, and it's available in shops across West Cork and further afield right now or online. So if you want to subscribe and read the Southern Star Sports section on your computer, tablet, or smartphone, just go to www.southernstar.ie forward slash e-paper. Thanks for listening to this special bonus edition of the Star Sport Podcast. We'll be back at the usual time next Tuesday. If you enjoy these shows, please make sure to rate, review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Slán Tommel.